Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful.com. But really, tonight we're on Fightful Overbooked because, you know, SmackDown happened. But honestly, forget what happened on SmackDown. Forget what happened on AEW Rampage. This is your Impact Wrestling post against all odds review. It's June the 9th, 2023. And Krista Star, we're living in a world where we have a new Impact World Champion in a, a time that no one thought this was going to happen so quickly. And we have a new X Division champion as well. That one maybe we saw coming, but there is a ton of news and a ton to talk about at tonight's Against All Odds show. It's June the 9th, 2023, and Steve Macklin is no longer the Impact World Champion. It's a good world we live in, isn't it? I know you and uh, Mr. Stephen Macklin got heat. <laughs> and... Uh... Allegedly, me and Steven Macklin guy. I this is sir justice to Steve Macklin. I, yikes, yikes! I I'm here for Alex Shelley. Do not get me wrong. I'm so happy for Alex Shelley. I just was not expecting this. Nobody was. Nobody expected this. And this is this is great. So you know what? Let's celebrate. Let's leave a thumbs up on the video. If you're watching us here on youtube.com slash overbook, welcome. It's good to see you. It's good to have you. Maybe you're on Facebook watching us or on Twitter, whatever it is. Go ahead, leave a thumbs up. If you're on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe to the channel. We drop content here on Overbooked every single day, and it's uh, from all kinds of wrestling. So if it's New Japan you're after, if it's just general wrestling talk you're after, if you want to hear about tag talk, whatever it is, go ahead. Drop your likes. Drop your subs. Here we are. This is a pretty wild night to talk about for so many reasons, and I'm really excited. And Ryan Lambert kicks us off with a super chat saying, Joel must be happy that Alex Shelley won. I'm surprised. I'm happy that Alex Shelley won because Steve Macklin can now walk into the emergence show as of now without his Impact World Championship. But I can walk into Impact Emergence with my Fightful Championship, and I can say, hey, champ, oh, wait, that's not you anymore. Or you can tell him, yo, pipe down. The champ is talking. That's right. So I'm excited. Yeah, tell your friends we're on Fightful Overbook tonight. We got bumped because the, the post-show for SmackDown decided that they wanted to have... A silly little show called SmackDown. Yeah, like who cares about SmackDown or AEW Rampage. Uh, so someone, someone in the chat's asking, like, why are you under a Fightful, different Fightful name? So this is our sister channel, Fightful Overbook. Uh, myself and Jeremy Lambert. Jeremy is the lead writer for, for Fightful. Uh, he and I run... We co-run this this particular channel. And on this channel, we have a ton 
of extra content that's wrestling related. Uh, like I said, we do a New Japan uh, uh, kind of rap show, New Japan style show. Uh, Jeremy and I do a show every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning called In the Weeds, where we talk about wrestling from a kind of a deeper level. We talk more about what's going on in the news of wrestling, what's going on on TV, what we see coming down the pipeline, and we interview wrestlers live on the air. That's kind of our morning show format. Uh, there is uh, Rob and Maggie. They do coexisting, and that is on this channel, Tag Talk with Kylie and Haley. If you want to talk about tag team wrestling and all of the wrestling companies out there, uh, that's Fightful Overbooked. So go ahead. If, you, if you're if you finding us for the first time, welcome. Uh, Cresta and I are here when there's other shows happening on, on YouTube.com slash Fightful. It happens. It is what it is. But you can still support us the exact same way just by uh, donating a super chat and uh, you get your question or statement read on the air. Hit that, that little dollar sign. And then any amount does it. Or you can go to humperchats.com. That's still open, baby. So why don't you go ahead, Cresta, tell them how they can do that. And for tonight, if you are going to donate a Super Chat, use IMP as an impact. IMP before you start your Humper Chats. Okay? Super Chats, you can do whatever. But for the Humper Chats, do the IMP. Cresta, tell them how. You're going to head on over to humperchats.com. You're going to type your question. Wow. Joel, how do you feel about your best friend Steve Macklin losing? You're going to hit enter. Enter your dollar amount. Any dollar amount gets read online. Now it's important. Either before or after you put IMP like an imp, like a little guy who steals coins. That's you because you want to direct it towards us. We'll read it. We'll give you our two cents. We're happy. You're happy. Sean Ross Sapp is happy. And we keep a little bit more of a cup. Super chats. Sorry. Humper chats. Dot com. I won't tell you. I won't do the ding this time, so we won't bing bong it. Bing bong. Damn it, I did it anyway. <laughs> and we'll talk about the other ways, FIFOSelect.com. You can support us there as well. We'll talk about that a little later. Uh, I mean, Cresta, we kind of talked about this off the air. Um, we're both a little tired. It's been a long week. Impact runs these, these Friday night shows, and we're often coming into it like, this will be fun. This will be a uh -huh. fun show to talk about. And I don't know about you, but I mean, I sent you a message just being like, once the show is over, let's just get on the air. Let's just get in, get out. We'll be done. I'm, I'm tired. tired, admittedly tired. I won't, you know, it's been a long week. I've had a kid. He is a lot, but yeah, I, I thought we'd be in and out, but then that finish and I'm re-energized and I'm like here to talk about it more than I would have been if it had just been Macklin wins. And we were talking about number one contender, Nick Aldis or, uh -huh. You know, Alex, uh, not Alex Shelley, uh, uh, Chris Saban winning the X Division Championship for a ninth time. That's cool. Those two things are really good, and we're going to talk about it. But Alex Shelley won the Impact World Championship in a match that 99% of people thought was going to end in a very decisive Macklin victory. Uh, yeah, yeah. And actually, too, my other big surprise is that against all odds was actually surprisingly not bloody. I was ready to cry. The dog collar match, not bloody. Even the uh, the Ohio Street match, street fight match, not bloody. After the buckets of blood Macklin poured, I was low-key expecting, especially when he pulled off the turnbuckle. I was like, Jesus Christ, it's happening again. Feels to me like Ohio doesn't exactly allow bleeding. I don't know what their state athletic commission allows or doesn't allow. Man, to quote right. Tom Hannafin, Ohio left, God left Ohio a long time ago. So I don't think they got any uh, commissions going on over there. <laughs> well, let's dig right into this show. We'll start with the countdown. Kylan King takes on Nevaeh. It's her first match back in over two years in Impact for Nevaeh. It's a good match. It's a solid match. Kylan King gets the win with the King's Curse. Coven looks strong again. 
Cresta, it feels like we, we're not done with the Death Dolls, though. They didn't appear, but commentary certainly made a few references to the Covenant Death Dolls uh, feud that they have going on. I thought this match was also short, too. I don't know if you feel that yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was it's countdown match, so I didn't expect much. It opened the show right away, just in and out. Mm-hmm. I mean, the match was fine. It was solid. It, I, I mean, if I had to put it, rate it with any other match, it was a solid BTI match, if you will. In fact, I feel BTI matches might be longer sometimes, you know? And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But with the way, like you said, the way with the way that they were referencing the Death Dolls, I would have assumed that we would have had something post-match, especially with the speed of that match. And then kept referencing that Nevea was Havoc's former partner. So I'm just like, and then when it didn't happen, I was like, okay. I get it. I do. Uh, and the match, again, match was fine. Nevaeh was as she was. Again, it's been a couple of years, but you know, it, w- it was a good showcase match for Kylan King in singles. I continue to love, love watching Kylan King perform, whether she's doing the tag thing or whether she's doing a singles match. Uh, this this just was a solid match. That's all it needed to be. Felt like yeah. a PCI match. She put it, you know, nailed it on the head. Again, it just it started the show and the crowd was into it. Uh, we'll talk about the crowd in a second. We have a, a super chat already about that. Digital Media Championship on the line. Joe Henry defends against Dirty Dango. They replayed the thing. Cresta, they replayed the song. Thank God for us. Mm, so good. Joe Henry, you're a genius. <laughs> he he knows how to ride that thing forever, too. When he's got a good, like, viral banger type of thing, he knows. Just go ham. Retweet every single. He retweeted every single reference to that song last night. Fightful released an article with the song. He was on it. He retweeted that shit immediately. So, yeah, that makes sense. You gotta work, brother. I <laughs> <laughs> gotta work, brother. From the time you wake up, brother. Santino comes out. He's on commentary. Uh, Dango tries to go after Santino. Throws a shirt in his face. Henry stops it. Hits a big neck breaker on the floor. Uh, I do like this. At one point, Dango is on the top rope with uh, with Henry. He exposes his knee and then drops it onto Joe Henry's bicep just to kind of sell mm-hmm. a, a, a body part. And they're using the arm for Henry, which was good. Uh, they do a top rope fight. Henry gets shoved off. Then spend, Dango spends too much time just staring at Santino. And Santino's yelling at him, don't pay attention to me. Pay attention to him. So he misses the down and dirty. And then Henry picks him up for that big standing suplex and then hits the standing ovation, gets the win. I got to assume we're still doing Santino versus uh Dirty Dango at Slammiversary, right? Do you think of the match? What do you think of the uh, the situation here with uh, Henry Dango and I guess soon to be Santino again? I don't know what. Okay, let me t- let me t- let's start with what I liked. I like Dango's new gear, super serious Dango. I don't know what happens here now. <laughs> is it um, <clears throat> is it Santino now versus Dango? Sure, but then why would you have to bring Joe Henry into this? You know what I mean? I don't know if this really did anything for anybody. And that's, like, the match was okay. I think it it showcased Dango being serious. Serious, seriously, you know what I mean? But, like, I don't know why it had to be for the Digital Media Championship. I didn't know why it had to be smirched the Digital Media Championship. I'm always, I've been one of those fans who think it's in poor taste to call a championship, a toy, while you still want it to be actively defended. I feel like it undermines it just a tiny bit. And then for you to lose, it's kind of like, but I don't, I feel like it could have, we could have got to Santino and Dango another way. That's just my opinion. I always enjoy seeing Joe Hendry and my eyes are full of sin, but I feel like there was a better way to do this. That's just my two cents. Yeah. I, I see what you're saying. I think with, uh, 
Dango, they they kind of brought in for the whole who shot Santino, right? Mm-hmm. Who took out Santino. And it made sense at the time because they had Henry on the shelf and they still wanted to feature him. So they couldn't use him, but instead they used him in backstage vignettes because his nose was all messed up. Uh, Dango had to turn and go after something it, to kind of solidify this, this heel turn that he had. So they had him go after the digital media championship. They had him do this whole, you know, the, these promos he's been cutting, which honestly are getting more acclaim than I thought they would uh, about, you know, being a guy who paid his dues and doesn't want to be serious. Like pay me not to wrestle type of guy, basically like every single like wrestling writer in the world being like, I hate wrestling. We're like, I get you pal. So uh, <laughs> I hate wrestling fans. Mm, another banger. Let's go Dango. Bro, I just, I hate everything. How about that? Same, same vibes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's just, he's the ultimate like millennial wrestler come to life. He's yes. all of us. So anyway, he, um, he, he does this, this new character and I don't hate it. And we've talked about it on our post show every Thursday now that, you know, it's super serious. Dango is actually in effect. And it works. The Digital Media Championship is not a serious championship. And he went so far as to say that, right? His plan was to take the Digital mm-hmm. Media Championship from Hendry and then sell it on eBay and use the proceeds to go to Hawaii with a hot girl. That was his whole like premise for winning the, the Digital Media title. Instead, he doesn't win. Therefore, no Hawaiian vacation, no hot girl, even though he's made a ton of money and has a ton of investments. Instead, he's got to get Santino. I'm glad that they didn't have this story progress beyond what Dango said, because like I said last night on our post show, I I don't want to have Santino in the mix for a championship in 2023. Mm. I don't want to have to have Santino go and rescue the impact digital media championship from the evil dirty Dango. I want to see just Dango and Santino round out their story and that's it. Dango keeps on losing though. So I think Dango will get his win I feel like it's going to be against Santino at Slammiversary. I mean, so not so much that he has to rescue the championship from Dirty Dango being a jerk. I would see that if you want to be serious, you got to win some. You know what I mean? So I could see you winning it maybe if if it is a joke title. and We could pop hot potato it, and I don't think it hurts nobody. But when Dango gets beat, clean definitive and there's no thing then you could have him go on to like an x division and if he was serious about being a serious wrestler i could see it happening but i feel like much like with the design when it switched over from violent by design you can't come in hot and then lose twice i have so many feelings about how the design has been treated tonight the last two shows we're going to talk about that uh and and it's similar to the dango story it could very well be similar i see someone saying you know dango beating santino isn't much of a win a win is a win if you make it big enough on commentary if they build it up and you tell the story right you can have dango beating a legend like santino you just got to tell the story in a way that it makes santino feel like more of a big win and not just some you know former wwe guy that you're beating or you can do similar to one of y'all favorites, a legend killer. We can have him literally go around just beating up these old people and be like, yo, bro, you're not even really a wrestler. You say you wanted to be taken seriously. And then he goes on a serious run. And he starts super serious dango. I'm not opposed to it. I just, I agree with Joel in the sense that if you make it a big deal, if I pin Johnny Swinger, y'all going to tell me that's not a big deal? <laughs> so I would be in the ring running around like I'm like, I just won the Olympics. It is a big deal if you make it a big deal. And when I beat Steve Macklin, 
it will also well it'll be less of a big deal now because he's no longer impact world heavyweight champion the biggest heel in the business joel pearl ladies oh, it's and gentlemen. he was a he was a real pos up until he lost that title tonight uh ma sulko with a super chat saying the ohio commission banned crowd noise so i spoke to someone who was at the show who was sitting front row and i kind of said you know could you have the crowd maybe be a little more enthusiastic we give this shit to AEW a bunch because AEW doesn't really mic their crowds very well. Impact doesn't really do a good job with their crowd miking either. Uh-huh. The guy that I knew who was in the building said, you know, they're hot. They're they're enjoying themselves. They're getting a little burnt out. This was by the time we got to Trinity and Deanna versus uh, Giselle Shaw and Savannah Evans. Uh, but he he was largely like very impressed with the crowd keeping up with it. He's not a big impact fan. He was like, they're in my area. It's Friday night. You know, mm. my partner and I, we're going to go off to the show. We're going to enjoy it. So it was fine. They actually had fun. But you could tell they were just like us getting a little tired. But they were absolutely for every big moment, including that final uh, that main event finish. So it wasn't so bad. I didn't think this crowd was the worst crowd. I've I've heard worse crowds from impact where it's just like, you can hear a rat piss on cotton. It was so quiet. You know what I mean? Like, but uh, I think that this crowd, like, I, I, I do agree that even every match was good. Just I was, I was falling asleep by the main event, and it's not because the main event was bad. I personally, I'm tired, and I was tired going into this. I'm just tired. Yeah. So again, it's good to hear that like crowd was kind of it, they were into it, but then they were just getting tired i get it it's a wrestling show they found a way to get them back into it by the end of it mm-hmm. let's get into that show because that was the countdown we just talked about let's talk about the main card it opens up it's edward edwards versus frankie kazarian uh th- this match it- it's it's fine it's it's nothing special i wasn't big on it once we started talking about this match it, i was like it's present it's there the match was good because both men know how to wrestle, right? Eddie yeah. and Frankie know what they're doing. They've been in the business for 20 plus years. So this was a fine match. It was well worked. But I'm sitting there being like, well, what's the point of this? We're going to do it again. And we're going to do it. A, like It's going to go two more times. So the finish, you know, Kazarian gets the win. He gets a deep pin off of Eddie Edwards, who's doing a sunset flip. And then the whole match was all about how, Lish keeps getting involved and then eventually she gets caught. So the referee bans her from ringside, sends her away. And that's that it'll happen again. The match will happen again. And I honestly, if you're going to make this like a 20 year reunion type of thing, I wouldn't mind this ending in a mixed tag match with Alicia and Eddie Edwards versus Frankie Kazarian and Tracy Brooks, who is his wife and a former impact knockout herself. I don't know if she's available or if she wants to wrestle but it makes sense. what do you think of this match? What do you think of the idea? Where are we going from here with Edward Edwards and Lish and Frankie Kazarian and everything else? Uh, I'm going to agree with everything you said in the sense that in a bubble, they're great wrestlers. The match itself was fine. The way commentary was putting it over, I thought it was a killer Kowalski showcase. They kept putting over that these were the last, one of the last couple of students that he had and how Eddie Edwards just missed Frankie Kazarian's time. So I'm like, okay, I, you know, I did it big for Iron Sheik yesterday. They're doing it big for Killer, uh, for Killer Kowalski today. That wasn't the case. So I just wrote down the things that I liked. <laughs> Lish getting booted. I liked that. Lish being, I, I don't care what no, I like this jabroni loud ass Lish Eddie. Then I've Eddie Vicky Guerrero borderline yelling on the outside. I kind of live for it. Like if you're going to be a heel and people hate you anyway, 
why not? <laughs> you know, like, why not go for the gold? I live for this character. She's just being peak annoying. Um, the pal driver that Kazarian gave Eddie Edwards in the beginning was pretty gnarly, but, uh, oh, the superplex off the rope into a schoolboy, but there was two and that fe- uh, focused into the finish. And that's all I got for it because I'm like, not a bad match. Not yeah. a bad match. So the meat and potatoes were fine, but I've had this every day for the past six months. Yeah. And again, like there were little things that I like. Lish kind of stopping Kazarian from doing mm-hmm. that springboard 180 drop leg drop. And instead, Kaz just like says, Well, screw you. I'm just going to do it on this rope instead of the rope that you were standing on. And it's easy as that. They yeah. do the, the reversals from the chicken wing and the backpack stunner, which are Eddie and Kazarian's like big moves that they do leading into their finishes. And then, of course, Kazarian hits a dirty reverse pile driver and then lish puts eddie's foot on the ropes and that's when the ref sees it and he's like no we're done get out of here girl i gave you one chance and it was too many one thing though this really upset me referee they did a double pin spot referee counted three oh yeah and the crowd crowd thought it was a double pin and i was like oh that's a double pin we're gonna go back and do it again at Slammiversary or TV, whatever. And then they were like, no, LOL, that's not the finish. So <laughs> they ended up doing that deep pin off the sunset flip that we talked about. That that kind of bugged me. But again, it's just, you know, it, referee's discretion, they messed up. But he, referee clearly counted three. You heard three. I chalked it up to, you know how sometimes when you clearly hear three, that was just their knees hitting the... Oh. <laughs> Everything shakes. <laughs> That was just their knees hitting the mat, and that was the one you heard. But my hand only hit two, so you heard me throwing myself on the. No, it was a three. <laughs> nice try, though. Okay, thank you. I appreciate you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Kazarian wins. We'll we'll move. I'm sure we'll move on with it again uh, in the coming months. Uh, let, let's fly, fast forward to uh, what's all this then. I started saying that in my house, and one of my friends on Discord was like, Nick, all this. I said, Yeah, Nick, what's all this then? And that's all they've been saying. What's all this then? Nick, all this then? What's all this then? With Nick Aldis and, of course, Jimmy Jacobs, because for some reason, Gia Miller can't be in the boys' club of the Nick Aldis. I, I, again, she someone, didn't need to be back there with Bully Rage just being a jerk. She ain't need that. Someone, someone from Impact has got to explain this to me. Why does Nick Aldis not want Gia Miller around? Like what? That's my. That's the real question. Because she's mean. She real mean. She is mean, Gia. <laughs> she, she says she real mean. <laughs> when, they, when they ask the question, "What's all this?" Then that is the question. Why is mean Gina? Why is mean Gia Miller not allowed to do this segment? Because she's mean. <laughs> anyway, all this cuts a promo. Heath looks confused. Bully doesn't care. Gresham just kind of stands there. That's how that's that whole thing worked. Bully steps up and he's like, "I'm sick of the niceties." Tells everyone to shut up. Says, "I hate trust." So they all sound like white meat baby faces with no balls. And I'm like, they, they kind of are bully. It's fine. So bully says, I'm the guy who can be trusted at the eight man tag because I am part of the, one of the best tag teams ever. I'll take you guys to the four way, but then I'll cut everybody's throat and I'll stab you in the back. And I'm like, this is great. This is exactly what you expect from bully Ray leading into this eight four one match. what do you think of this? What's all distant? The best part of that whole promo is when they're walking off and he said he's always an asshole. Man, what the fuck? Because <laughs> everybody's standing there. Jonathan Gresham is laughing like, this guy, this fucking guy. And everyone's like, yo, I'm taking him seriously. But he just, you can see Heath is clearly like, why we got to keep putting up with? He's always like this. Like, no matter what company I work with him in, he's always like this. 
Kiss of Friends, that. Yeah, what's all this then? <laughs> anyway, tag titles on the line. Ace of Base against Good Hands with Brian Myers. Uh, man, so Brian, the, the Good Hands come out and they do another knock in the town promo. They're a very, they're a throwback tag team. It's very funny to watch them work. Uh, and then they put over Brian Myers and the work they do with them. And then Tom Hannafin whips out this st- the statistic that the Bullet Club have controlled the Impact World Tag Titles for 62% of the time since the year 2020. Ace of Bays is one of those teams. Do you know who the other team is from Bullet Club? No. They're in a four-way number one contendership tag match next week on SmackDown. Motor City Machine Guns do their finisher right now. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I know this answer. What are the good fellers? You're close (laughs) enough. The good brothers are the answer. (laughs) And they are the other tag title holders from 2020 on. Uh, So that was a a good little statistic. And and of course, everyone was like, oh, that's nice. Uh, I love Chris Bay's Code Red. It looks so crisp. It it was so good. Skylar doing that big apron spear on Ace Austin while Hotch hits a second rope, moonsault to the floor, stuff like that just gets me so excited. Bay diving over the ref, over the top rope, takes out both men, and uh, the good hands hit a magic killer, speaking of the good brothers. The good fellers. The good fellers. They get a 2.9. And then Ace, this was great. The finish. Ace Austin hits this jumping Rana from the top. He runs He runs up from the outside, jumps into the uh, onto the apron, up to the top rope, hits that Rana, and it hits, and then a cutter from Chris Bay, and then it's into the fold from Ace. Ace gets the pin. ABC retains. This was a fun match. What do you think of this thing, Cresta? I, for a while, I was saying, when are they going to give Chris Bay his shine? And yet again, I felt like this for the first half of this, for the first two thirds of this match, kind of was a Chris Bay showcase from him selling. To him, winning Chris Bay did that. And that's nothing against Ace Austin because Ace Austin, that, uh, the fold at the end, that kind of looked like it was a stiff fold. Like he jumped in it. It was, it was such a good match. They have such great chemistry, the good hands. And um, the Bullet Club, I'm oh, sorry, I had a senior moment there. Uh, but I think they're so good together. I, I want to see more of that. I want to see more of that. And I kind of wish, I get why Brian Myers is there but I kind of wish they didn't have Brian Myers, but I get why he's there. They're really good. And I'm looking forward to the good hands future. Um, when they hit the magic killer on ACE and like literally when the ref's hand was like this, this close, it's like, uh, like, ah, good. That's all around. I, I, I want to praise it, but there's too many spots. And if I go through the whole list, we'll never be done. <laughs> there was, there was some really good stuff. You're right. And, just the 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 fact that the good hands continue to get better and better. How many times have we sat here week after week being like, they're getting better. They're going to be great. They are going to keep building on their on their work. And uh-huh. they did. This this wasn't a title shot for them to win. This was a title shot for them to prove that they are part of this division and not just two guys who were losing a bunch of matches and looking yeah. stupid. Um, they're going to continue building, and I'm really excited for when they come into their own as impact world tag team champions that time is on the horizon but it wasn't tonight ace of base still have plenty left in the tank agreed and also too i want to highlight that i feel like online a lot of people will say that this bullet club iteration is the weakest nobody cares about these guys bro i think the two for one offense that both ace and chris bay got in was fantastic and i think if you watch this match and say that they're not worthy you're a clown that's just my opinion that's just my opinion no, I get it, and I agree with you. There are people who uh, 
who have that opinion. And I think they need to continue watching what's going on and watch the build for these guys. I will say specifically this match right here, I think was a was a showcase a lot for Chris Bay. But like I said, specifically the two on one offense that Bay and Ace Austin got in. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, let's move on. Gia Miller with uh, Trinity and Deanna Perrazzo. Of course, the big question, can they coexist? And Deanna's like, well, we have matching gear, so we're halfway there. Deanna's like, I, the knockout title is the most important thing in my life, and it's the, it's everything in the world for me, I, but I also want the best Trinity at Slammiversary. I want her at 100%, and I want her at her best, and Trinity says, that's absolutely all that I want, and also tonight is all about payback, and I want my payback against Giselle Shaw. Good little thing, good little segment leading into their tag title, their uh, not tag title, their tag team match later on in the mm-hmm. night. Do you have anything to add before we move on? Not for that. Wonderful. We'll get into the match a little bit later. Let's Jeez. talk about the dog collar match. Masha Slamovich and Killer Kelly. So, again, this wasn't a bloody affair. No one really had any bloody affairs tonight. Don't think it was allowed. But I enjoyed this match. Same. There was some good storytelling in what was a pretty tame dog collar match. I know that in history past, it has been that the dog collar match is a bloody blow off and it's a huge moment. This was a blow off, but it's a blow off that's leading to a little bit more. Masha does get the win. I love the way they finished this. Killer Kelly, first of all, hits the snowplow. It was steal your opponent's finisher night, by the way. We'll talk about that in a bit. But it feels like almost every match had somebody stealing their opponent's finisher or paying homage to somebody else that they've uh-huh. beaten recently. So, uh, yeah, they they do a spot where Kelly hits the snowplow and gets a 2.5 on Masha Slamovich. And then Masha has the sleeper on Killer Kelly and then, or sorry, Masha's in a sleeper by Killer Kelly. And then Masha reverses it by taking the dog collar, wrapping it around Killer Kelly a bunch of times, hitting her with a snowplow onto the chain and getting the win. It's a great finish. The match itself was just full of a lot of choking, Kelly being really excited by it, and Masha just going to town. What did you think of this match? And then we're going to get into the post-match, which really, in a short time, told a lot. This is serious, Cresta. This match was really good. I'm surprised it wasn't bloody, but these two women worked stiff. This is Cresta who's here for the jokes. That was a great first date for everyone involved, and I want to be invited personally to the next one. Um, I'm not sure if I saw a wrestling match or a different type of match, and uh, I just sat here with spaghetti in my hands the whole time. (laughs) This match was, it was good. Objectively, it was good, but I was a daughter of Sodom watching that match. And then, it was that was a great match. And then the end, at the end, I was just like, now kiss. <laughs> at that point, that was all that was left. I can't wait for that tag team. And then <laughs> knockouts division is about to get touched. I, not like that, but when- <laughs> You sure? Because you're almost there. <laughs> oh, halfway there. <laughs> So the match ends. Masha scares off the referee as the referee is raising her hand. And then Masha realizes that her and Kelly are still attached by the dog collars. So Masha pulls up Killer Kelly, gives her a look. And you know when you were a kid and your mom was like, you got something on your face there, honey? (laughs) She basically does that in a much more sexual way. And then you got this big grin on Kelly's face. They're going to reteam. And we talked about this. This could lead to them reteaming, and this was – it's good. I'm excited. 
there aren't that many knockouts tag teams that are around and and looking good right now to beat the coven uh this is this is it this is the team that i want to see right now i feel bad for the coven (laughs) i feel bad for the coven yeah (laughs) anyone who's across the ring from masha slamovich with the select few i would put diana and grace in that category i kind of feel bad for you i just feel bad for you i put killer kelly in that category as well i feel bad for her too but i know you like it so i don't feel that bad for you Uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to whatever they're going to do with Masha and Kelly now. They, uh, I was looking forward to it before. I kind of uh-huh. said this on In the Weeds earlier today on Fightful Overbook that this has the opportunity to go literally any way and still be good. Yeah. And this is like the weirdest the weirdest outcome, but also kind of like the funnest one. So I, I want to see how they do this. I'm hooked. I'm, I'm in the impact zone right now. I'm hooked. <laughs> <laughs> you ready for this? Okay, we move to our first title change of the evening. The X Division Championship is on the line. Trey Miguel takes on Chris Saban. Good early back and forth. Both men just tearing it up. Saban has a backbreaker flatliner combo that just rules. Uh, The match was great. Saban paying homage to all of his former. X division friends and people mm-hmm. that he's beaten. He did the Angels Wings for Christopher Daniels. He did the uh the Styles Clash for AJ Styles. Trey Miguel used the Cradle Shock because again it's still your opponent's finisher night. Uh-huh. Uh and then we get the clothesline from Hell Michigan, Cradle Shock, and Saban wins his ninth X Division championship. Talk to me about this match. Nine time, nine time, nine time, all those times Chris Saban is oh now. X Division champion. What goes on with Trey next? So I was low-key surprised because when Trey cheated, I was like, all right. We're back to the cheating. And then Saban went outside. Well, I guess he screamed in the live crowd, H2O, because right after that, the crowd started chanting, H2O, H2O. So that was really cute. But I was surprised. I was legitimately surprised. I'm not mad at it. Because I do think at some point with Trey Miguel, you got to put faith in him. You got to say, you you did that. Now let's either have you cash in your X Division title or let's see if you can hang digital media. Let's see if you can hang um, heavyweight. Because I, I think, I don't think there's an, I think the X Division is their mid card, realistically speaking. And and you don't even have to be mid card. That's just, that's just, that's, that's a good belt. That's a good belt to have. That's a good belt to have. So, I would like to see it. I would. I wouldn't be opposed to him versus Alex Shelley, or even a Nick Aldis, or a Macklin if he gets it back. I wouldn't be opposed to that. But I think that if he's going to continue to stay healed, this would be another great development in his character to keep going down that heel um, heel path. Um, when when uh, Trey Miguel did the cradle shock, commentary called it the cradle shock, and I'll never hear it the same again. <laughs> What did he call it? The Tradle Shock DDT. Oh, the trade! Oh my God, the Tradle Shock. <laughs> that honestly, I also want to. I have to put over Impact commentary, whether it's Gia and Tom or uh, Matthew and Tom. They're all re- even going back to when. Uh, oh my God, husband and wife. They were on commentary. Oh, Josh, oh my God, Josh Matthews and uh, Madison Rain. Ah, I mean, come on, peak jabroni, peak jabroni, and Don Callis. Shout out to uh, Cyrus the Virus. 
Good lord. I mean, I liked it when I liked Don Cal's when he was on commentary for Impact. I do too, because he makes up his own facts, bro. I tell everyone I go to the Don Callis School of Facts. I did too win the Intercontinental Championship 87 times. No further questions at this time. You're not gonna believe me. I have a job here. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. They did run the spray paint from Trey. He tried to hit the spray paint on on uh, Chris Saban, and he did. But then uh-huh. Saban was able to get out of that. And it, it, was, it was a good little spot. But once that happened, it felt like the tide was turning. When Saban dropped Miguel on his ribs, it looked super gnarly. They did a really good job of just making everything believable. This I I gotta call this out. This is the this is how you know their pros moment. You can see Trey Miguel had kind of a a, a hold on Saban where he was flipped upside down. He was in a break. Oh, cradle shock? No, no, no. This is oh. while it was a submission hold. Okay. This was earlier in the match. Trey had him kind of Saban was on his on his stomach, and Trey was upside. It was a, was in a bridge. Okay, he yeah. Had him by the neck. Okay. Now you could see Trey calling the match. And Trey noticed the camera had him. And he you could see that Trey was calling the match. Trey moved his arm in front of his mouth <laughs> so that he knew that he wouldn't be calling the match in front of the camera. That that's knowing camera placement. And little things like that will keep you on TV 
and get you gigs on wrestling television for the rest of your life. It was a Moodle lock. Thank you for. I did not peep that. I did not peep that, but and write that down in Cresta's jabroni book. <laughs> go go back and watch it. You'll see the moment where he's in that lock, and it's it's clear as day that he's he's just giving him instructions like wait wait wait, and, uh-huh. but you see Trey move his arm to get out of the camera, uh, get his mouth out of the camera's way. It's uh-huh. really good stuff. Saban wins. He is now your X Division champion. Someone on Twitter mentioned that the 20th anniversary of Ultimate X is this year. The first Ultimate X match did feature Chris Saban. It did feature Frankie Kazarian. And it also happened on August the 20th. August 20th this year happens to be the same date as Multiverse United 2 in Philadelphia. I would not hate it if Impact decided to do a six-person Ultimate X for the X Division Championship with New Japan and Impact Talent. I um I'm going to agree with, with this person who said it in the chat, Destination X. I've heard many great things about that pay-per-view situation event. I would like to see it. Knowing what I know now and the players, a lot of the people who were in the X Division then, if I'm not mistaken, are still out there now and employed to companies that can do this. Cause like if they're, if they're not in New Japan, they're in Impact, and if they're not in either of those places, they're in AEW, with the exception of AJ Styles. But I don't think he was like in the first or even the second. Yeah, I have nothing to add to that. It was, yeah, it's it's, it's something that uh, I wouldn't. Excited ring, yeah, let's do it. Bring it's it back. Uh, Impact is working on new stuff. They brought in the eight four one match. Uh-huh. This is the match that we were all kind of looking forward to. Was you know, we knew Aldis was going to win. Let's face it. For those who don't know what the eight four one is, it is eight men in the match. It starts off as a four on four tag match. The winning team in that immediately go into a fatal four way, and then whoever gets the pin is the number one contender for the Impact World Champion at Slammiversary in July in Windsor. Nick Aldis wins this match. The uh, the match, by the way, it's Nick Aldis, Bully Ray, Heath, and Jonathan Gresham taking on PCO, Speedball, Mike Bailey, Rich Swan, and Moose. Uh, they didn't really do a good job of building up the eight man. They were more just focused on who, wh- whether or not Bully or Nick Aldis were going to win. Uh, like I said, Aldis gets the win. It Gresham did get the pin for his team to get to the fatal four way, so they're not completely. Yeah, he didn't eat the pin. I was surprised. And Heath ate the pin. So basically, everyone was right that uh, both men just look stupid anyway. So <laughs> the match was fine. The, they, they did a lot in the eight man tag, which is what you expect because. You got eight bodies running around trying to do everything. The uh, the end of the eight way, the eight man tag was Moose doing the power bomb and oh, first of all, Moose did a power bomb and pin on Jonathan Gresham. Gresham looked like he hit his head hard on the mat. Yes, and he yes. barely kicked out. It was a very awkward situation. Uh, then they do Moose fearing Rich Swan, his teammate, inadvertently. Gresham tosses Moose outside, gets the pin on Rich Swan, turns into a four way. Aldis slams Bully, grabs the legs with Heath, and then Gresham goes up top and does the what the on Bully Ray. And what does Bully Ray immediately yell, Cresta? Taz, my balls. I don't know if he yelled that. I didn't hear it. He, he yells my balls. <laughs> my balls. I will also like to point out that after after Gresham hit it with the Spike Dudley, you can see Gresham in the back like, oh, God, Bully's balls, Bully's balls. <laughs> 
So in the middle of this match, Bully grabs a chair. He's about to hit Jonathan Gresham to get him back for what happened in that spot we just talked about. And out comes Scott Demore. No glasses, Scott Demore. Had that LASIK Scott Demore. I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, you know, my 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 best pal, Scott Demore. Your dad, Faja. Father. Your dad take took care of business tonight. Daddy, can you hear me? Okay, so anyway, Scott Demore comes out. And he grabs that chair from Bully Ray. And Bully Ray is like, give me a mic. And Scott's like, don't give him a mic. We only have so much time left on this broadcast. And they don't give him a mic. Instead, Bully dares Scott to hit him with the chair, says, you have no balls. And, of course, Bully just had his taken from him. So Scott hits him with the chair, gives him the finger. And then Keith hits a wake-up call on the chair. And then Gresham gets the big splash. Nick Aldis breaks up the pin. The big story here is that Bully is out of the match. That's it. And it feels like it's going to be Bully versus Scott Demore, yeah, like- which we talked about last night on the post impact show. It shouldn't be surprised to anyone. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but Aldous is able to get the Kingsley Clover we- Clover Leaf on Heath and pick up the win. Gresham had to uh, basically get tossed out of the ring for the finish. What do you think of this match? This was a lot, but really the big two stories coming out of it are Scott Demore and Bully, and of course Nick Aldous is number one contender for the Impact World Championship. Moose is really a bully. Moose was trying to toss Jonathan Gresham around that ring, and I ain't like that. <laughs> Moose also speared the fuck out of Rich Swan when he went to go spear Jonathan Gresham out of his boots. And if I was Rich Swan, I I have pain. I need law. I would be suing Moose expeditiously. Mark Sterling, you got a case. Uh, like you said, it was pretty predictable. We knew PCO side wasn't going to win. Shout out to the Thanos snap because they got out of there post haste. Um, but after that, everything to me was pretty standard. I respect Heath Tapping because he's like, yeah, I got kids. I, I'm not going to tear my ligament. I got, I got these kids, man. It was a fine match. I, I was torn between Bully and Aldis. But I think when it got to the four-way, everybody played their part right. Jump Bully Ray. Nobody trusts you. And you were a dick to us earlier, bro. I'm jumping you. That was smart. So I don't know. Like you said, it, it it feels like the story going out of here is Nick Aldis versus Alex Shelley or Bully Ray versus Scott DeMore. And I don't want to see one of those. <laughs> There's a lot of time between now and then. I want to see the Bully versus Scott match because I think it's going to be a bit of a love letter to TNA. And I think it's going to be a love letter okay. to BCW, to Border border uh, city championship wrestling and uh, you know and just where they both came from specifically where uh sorry where where scott came from and then bully's time in tna and all that stuff i think it'll be good i think it'll be a big schmaz i with like it'll be overbooked nonsense but it'll also be like because it's slammiversary it'll be all this old talent or old faces from the past coming through i wouldn't be surprised if they try to get as many as many active members of team canada who can appear on camera which Honestly, there aren't that many because a lot of them work for WWE or AEW. But the point is, well, with AEW, they might be able to. But if they're working for WWE, they won't. But the point is, like, they'll get a bunch of active talent. They'll include BCW talent. They'll they'll do stuff to make the match fun. And I wouldn't be surprised if they do a stipulation like Bully's contract versus the presidency of Impact Wrestling. I like what you said in the concept. But the last three, four Bully Ray matches, my complaint is that they tend to be extremely overbooked. And, yeah, that's uh, the best part. 
I mean, yes, and also no. <laughs> so, you know, I I mean, it's going to have to be. It's Scott Demore, and not for nothing. I don't know your father for doing the flippy dudes Canadian Destroyers. Like maybe he got a one-two blues could do in his back pocket, you know. But I don't know. I'm, I let it. I will let it play out because I'm a watch anyway. I'm a watch, but I don't know if I want to see that. I, I I like the concepts behind it, or maybe get someone because like who's gonna tag with bully? You gonna you gonna dig up diva? It's not a tag. It's 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 a it's it's a one on one match. I'm sure that there will be heels like Moose who will come to Bully's aid. There might be some people, but then Scott Demore is definitely getting beat up. <laughs> Scott's not getting beat up. Scott's going to have people on his side, more people on his side than Bully. The whole story here is that this is the end of Bully Ray and Impact Wrestling. They're not going to kill him because you only kill him when they're done done. <laughs> but instead, you will have Bully Ray. This is the out. This is the end. Or or somehow Bully's going to win and they're going to do a whole reign of terror and Impact Wrestling with Bully Ray for you know the summer going into Bound for Glory. That is another option that you have. There is the more chaotic option. You don't kill him. You don't jump him. You send him to Father Paul Mitchell in the Shadow Realm, Yugi. <laughs> Father James Mitchell is not going to be part of a Bully Ray storyline. And Bully Ray comes out as the Bullet Ray. <laughs> no. Nice try. Not so much. Anyway, I look forward to seeing what they do with Sam Slammiversary with those two. Yeah. Is there something there? Uh, let's let's move on. Trinity and Gianna Perazzo take on Giselle Shaw, Savannah Evans. This match was awkward. It really, I liked it. It was <laughs> fine. The movement was good. Trinity doing a leg bulldog under the second turnbuckle on Savannah Evans and then following up with the X Factor. Shit like that is my jam. I like it. Evans hitting a big double underhook butterfly suplex on Trinity. That shit's my jam. David Al takes down Trinity. This is the finish. Takes down Trinity, lays her out on the floor. And then for some reason, Deanna Ferrazzo gets a La Magistral yeah, uh, roll up on Savannah Evans for the win. They count the three. They don't play the music. The crowd is very confused. And so am I because it felt yeah. like that wasn't supposed to be the finish. Yeah. So that's where I'm like, hmm. And I think the crowd was also a little deflated because of this. The match was fine. Otherwise, what did you think of this thing? So when the finish happened, I was confused as well. And when I didn't see Trinity, my first thought was, oh, my God, I hope Trinity didn't get hurt. There was one spot where she missed that uh, that that kick that she does, the disaster kick, as Cody Rhodes would call it. Mm-hmm. And, and she she whiffed. She missed it. And I thought she was injured. And I'm glad that it wasn't the case. But she rolled out. She made the tag to Deanna and she rolled out of the ring and onto the floor. I was like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. I thought she got injured when Jay Vidal hit her and she landed wrong. Because you didn't really see it the way that they snapped away. I thought, like, oh, shit. Like, maybe she just landed awkwardly or her head hit. And I was so worried for that moment. But the finish was very sudden. I felt like, I kind of felt like this would be something Deanna will put a Venus de Milo on, not just a regular Fujiwara and call it a day. You know, this this would be the period because I'm done with you two. The match itself, I'm going to tell you what I really liked. I like that Diana wasn't really doing a lot of the work. She was there at the capstones. But for people who are technically newer to Impact just being on their own and Diana being the veteran in this situation, I was very pleased with how the match went. Everything with everybody. 
um, it's really nice to see Trinity wrestling more aggressive. I think that this new style that she's developing is super, it's fun, it's high fly, but it's also, give me my money, stop playing with me. Um, I also like, Savannah Evans has come so far, and I think that she doesn't get enough flowers. She's coming into her big, big meaty woman own like a awesome Kong, like a Nia Jack situation. And I can't wait for what she's like, really like, because one day in my mind, in my heart is a heart, she's going to pick up Deanna Perrazzo and put her down. She can't do that now, but soon. You get what I mean? Like she, she'll be that big monster. So the match itself was great. The match itself was great. Just the finish was kind of like. Yeah, it's flat. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. It was, it was a well-worked match. Things were going well. Something just happened at the finish and it got weird. Yeah. And it been, honestly, the, it could have just been the cue for the sound guy. For all we know, the sound guy messed up, which honestly is like an impact trope. It happens. So yeah. uh, you can't so, have it all an impact. Yeah, exactly. You can never, you can never go hundred percent, but you can go hundred percent. If you subscribe to FightfulSelect.com, the best five bucks in the business uh, tonight, WWE, they revealed a new women's world championship. And they presented it to Asuka. She is the WWE Women's Champion. That new title belt, we had all the information about that going into tonight's SmackDown. Notes for that over on FightfulSelect.com. If you want to know about Stardom and Forbidden Door and the update to that, because Stardom has a pay-per-view the same night as Forbidden Door, but maybe some talent are going to come over from Japan to work that show. We have updates about that over on FightfulSelect.com. Kenta and CM Punk might be doing some, some business over on over on the Forbidden Door match, FightfulSelect.com, and of course all the other stuff. You want your Sour Graps with Alex Pulowski and Miss Kate Fabe. You want your Coexisting After Dark with Robin Maggie. You want your Q&As with Sean Ross Sapp. You want your backstage reports. You want whatever you want. It's over there on FightfulSelect.com, the best five bucks in the business. Hell, you can give 1500 bucks if you want. All you got to do is go to FightfulSelect.com and give them your money. He wants the money. You can give you some money here, by the way. Donate a super chat. Any question or statement, get your statement. Get any any amount of money. Get your question or statement around the air. I'm tired, man. Let's We're talk. Running about, on fumes, guys. Running on fumes, fumes and caffeine. Mm. I got orange juice in a hot apartment. <laughs> my my air count finally kicked in today. I'm so bro. Happy. I have to turn it off because it gets meat locker. But the moment you turn it off, it's like <sighs> that's the worst. Uh, mine, mine, because I moved my desk recently, the vent is like right there. So I have to be careful that the sound doesn't like come in and hit. It's fine. Let's Poor talk Joel. about the Ohio. It's true. Poor Joel. Let's talk about the Ohio street fights. The design in OBE. Cresta, how many times did we say that the design need to win this match and not look like a bunch of bitches? How many times did we say that this match has to have a design victory so that we could go over to Slammiversary and have the one-on-one Sammy Callahan Diener match finish out this whole thing, go to bed, that's it. What the hell did they do tonight? OVE won, and it was decisively Callahan over Diener. At this point, if I'm the design, I'm jumping Dina. <laughs> I've had it. I'm jumping Dina. I am jumping Dina. I'm going to do to you what Eric Young should have did to you. <laughs> this was a fun match. 
do not get me wrong. This was, yes. there were so many things. This was, again, this was, they did the stapler spot. And of course, everyone gets involved with the stapler. Jake Chris doing a surfing chair basement drop kick onto a trash can that's wow. being held by Diener. Wild stuff. You know, Khan and Fulton going at it, the two big dudes. I hope, I hope to God that they tape a one on one match between these yes. two for this, like for the next couple of weeks on Impact. Cause I want to talk about that one-on-one. They took each other out at the end of the match. They do the barbed wire boards. They're, they're, they did a lot of good stuff. One of my favorite spots. Angels, by the way, went ham. And I, and I got to give it to Alan Angels because yes. he continues to show up. At one point, Angels takes the barbed wire. He wraps it around his arm. And he does the Brody Lee taunt. And then he hits that big Brody Lee lariat on Madman Fulton. My heart just fluttered for that minute i loved it it was a good little spot a good little tribute to to his old dark order running mate Brody lee uh there was some really good stuff diener getting a reverse DVT, dvd not a burning hammer on jake chris commentary was like burning hammer and i'm like yeah, that's that. exactly what i wrote too because i don't know anything about anything <laughs> a burning hammer you're supposed to land you 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 have them up like in the reverse torture rack but then you're supposed to have them hit their head like on the way down there. There there's basically, it's very dangerous. Like this move is the, the burning hammer as it was in Japan was like, you, you land on your neck essentially. It's, a, it's an awkward position. What happened there was, this was just a, like an attitude adjustment by John Cena, but inverted. It's a DVD. It's, it's okay. a death valley drive. So anyway, on Jake, Chris gets, you know, put through that uh, barbed wire board through that reverse DVD. It's fine. Uh, the end of this, the baseball bat comes into play as it would. They do the low blows, they do the cactus drivers, they do the pile drivers, everything on the boards, and Sammy pins Diener one, two, three. The design looked like giant bitches. That's all I got. Well, I want to say that Angels and Jake Christ were out here being little Tasmanian devils. Can I we, can't wait for that match between those two. Just we, like for real, for real. Can we talk about that top rope spot that they hit? Bro, when he caught Alan Angels out the air with that dive to hit him with a cutter, even in my house, I was like, holy shit. Holy shit. It was so, that was so good. Like, honestly, Jake Chris and Alan Angels, I can't make that joke. Jake Chris and Alan Angels were out here wrestling tonight. They were out here wrestling. All of OVE was out here wrestling tonight that being said i'm gonna try to be positive for the design's sake maybe it's not all about wins maybe you just want to be out here to be a rabble rouser you want to cause problems but you're not even doing that you're not even doing that so i don't know what what the design does at this point i think i i at first was like yeah, OVE is going to win in their hometown. Yeah, yeah. But you convinced me it makes sense. If you guys are going to continue this feud, which I kind of think they still are, if you guys are going to continue this feud, the design got to win something. They got to win something. They got to win something. And I don't think it's too hard to ask to either have them win something or have a Sammy versus Diener match and be done with it. This was cool. It makes sense. OVE just formed. They just got back together. But at some point, the design got to win something. And like, what's the, what's the point? Because the design have no victories in this whole feud. They mm-hmm. have nothing. 
what what's it going to be? Sammy's going to be like, put up the design, and if I win, I get the design. Who wants that? that? Who wants that? Angels, Angels, and Con should be real pissed off that they're like, we had this match, we could have won, we got screwed. Maybe there's a bigger, you know, the design is about to implode and yada yada. This is the end of the design. I don't know. I do know that I like the men who are in the the, the group. Yes. I think this is the same problem I had with um, Honor, Honor no, no More. more. <laughs> yeah. At some point. But at least Honor No More would win the multi-man matches. I'll give them that. They were pieces of crap complaining, but we never get a chance. You always got chances. You just fumbled the bag. They would at least win multi-man matches. The design isn't winning anything. They aren't winning anything. And I, I want to believe that you saw the crack when Angels was telling, uh, I'm sorry, when Callahan, not Callahan, Jesus Christ, when um, Dina was telling Angels, hold him up, hold him up. And Angels looking at him like, yo, just take the pin, bro. He's he's dead. Just, yeah, just take yeah. the pin. And you wanted to get the thing. And he's like, all right, I'm going to do it. But, bro, if we lose, I'm going to be pissed. And that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. And I, I, I kind of also feel for Diener, too, because before Eric Young died, <laughs> his tragic, untimely death, Y'all were losing a lot too. Mainly you. You were the one taking the pins. Mainly you, bro. Because um, what's his name was in the, the in Violet by Design too. Um, it was Cody Diener. Oh, yeah. Oh my God, hold on. I'm, I'm having. A, I'm so tired. My brain just forgot. I keep wanting to say Logan Paul. That's not the man. You just said of, his name. I think of Rhino. No, I think the guy he literally just killed. I can't. Eric Young. Eric Young. And the other guy, Joe Dort, thank you. Prominence Flair, thank you. My brain is just like, I got nothing. I got nothing. I'm off. I'm, I'm, I'm clocked out. I got nothing. I mean, Big Joe is uh, not not wrestling anymore. Uh, he, ain't, he He's not coming back for a little while because he's still, you know, battling brain cancer. We don't know. No one's given us an update. And I hope yeah. to God that he's doing okay. But uh, Joe's but always saying, been a, a recluse. Mm-hmm. He's never but been... I'm sorry, I keep cutting off being a bastard today. I'm yeah, sorry. You suck. What the hell, man? This is awful. Worse than Steve Mack. <laughs> this is awful. <laughs> no, no, but but just to, to finish my point, that Joe Doring is is um yeah, we, we hope he's good because he hasn't been around and he hasn't oh. been, and he's never been the type to like speak. Uh I like I said I did an interview with him a while back and he he was wonderful, but like I could tell why he doesn't do interviews. He's he's been through a lot. And his brain has dealt with a lot as well. So uh, we send our best to Joe Doring. I hope to God that he's doing all right. But um, yeah, he's just total. He's MIA. Nobody knows unless you know him personally. Yeah. Yeah. I was bringing up those other guys to to say that Diener hasn't really been on a winning anything. You know what I mean? Like there's no streak. Yeah, you went through some shit. And we were like, we can't wait till you get it on your own. And now that you've got it on your own, it's kind of (laughs) like... So I don't I don't know what the design does from here. Maybe it's time to just maybe it's time to just cause chaos because winning is just not for you guys. Winning is not something you know how to do. You made a really good point about uh, angels being like, go get the pin. Stop screwing around. And all yeah. That. So there is a possibility that they are going to implode. And then at the end of it, Sammy's going to be like, ha LOL. I told you so. And then that'll be that. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of sucks because I wanted more for Diener, but. It is what it is. Sorry, if you see me looking down, my kid is like 
awake right now and i hope he's gonna go back to sleep he i mean not for that. nothing it's 12 o'clock yeah that's I mean, why my brain promptly shut off it was like ah, we don't make any decisions after 12. <laughs> i need him to go back to sleep let's talk about this main event the impact world championship on the line steve macklin defending against alex shelley we have a new impact world champion his name is alex shelley this was completely unexpected this wasn't a very quick match it kicked into high gear towards the finish there was a lot of limb work there was a lot of wrestling wrestling going on early a lot of just holds and selling and a slow start which i like that it I, like that is a main event match for me and it started off well macklin turns it into a fight once he realizes he's being out wrestled he goes after shelly uh they continue with the limb work and then macklin removes that middle t- turnbuckle pad and then this is where we start kind of picking it up, right? The Busaiko knee into a brain buster by Macklin. That looked good. That little se- that sequence, Shelly hitting a sliced bread on the outside was really good. Macklin like going for his fingers and making sure he could still feel them was a nice touch. Uh, Macklin hits the KIA. I thought that was it. They got me to bite another uh, sliced bread for 2.9. They do Macklin diving, uh, like driving Shelly into the exposed turnbuckle. Okay, they and then doing a slop drop. They didn't have him do the the caught in the crosshairs immediately, which is what I thought they were gonna do. Uh-huh. Instead, he gets set up for caught in the crosshairs, does Alex Shelley, and then Macklin goes to run in and Shelley pulls up. So what happens? Macklin hits the turnbuckles, and then there's a back and forth, a bevy of like roll-ups and attempted pins and all that. And then Shelley eventually hits a flat liner onto the exposed turnbuckle for Mac on Macklin's face, and then hits a super kick and then hits shell shock. And it shocks us all that he gets the three counts. And we're all just completely floored. Chris Saban comes out. He's celebrating. Motor City Machine Guns are the big winners for this this evening. Talk to me about this match. Alex Shelley is the world champion. Nick Aldis is number one contender. Is this match going to stay? Or are we going to see something at the tapings? Man, we said it last night. We had like, this is a no-brainer. It's going to be Macklin. Now that it's not, I'm kind of like, now to Impact's credit and to Impact's detriment, you know how to build. You know how to build. You know how to build. So I'm a little disappointed, just as for Steve Macklin. I'm a little disappointed that Steve Macklin lost the title. And I don't know if that disappointment is because Josh Alexander's run was just so long. I'm expecting the next guy's run to be as long. Or if it's because I genuinely think Steve Macklin deserves it. Now, I don't think Alex Shelley doesn't deserve it because y'all built up Alex Shelley like he's done all of this. Y'all should let him have that. I'm like, damn, it's going to suck when you lose. And now that he's won, it's like, but now he can't lose again either. You know what I mean? You guys have built him up. It's like, well, he's he did Tyler Black. He did the Young Bucks. He did all of this stuff. And it's like, okay, so he can't lose either now. I'm, I was shocked. I was little, guys, I... I, it's not that I wasn't into the match. I was tired. I was falling asleep. And then halfway through my sleep, I see Alice uh, Shelley hit the super kick. And then I see the pin. And I was like, and then I said, no, he won. I was like, wait a minute. Just like, wait a minute. I'm not mad. I'm not. I'm just shocked. I'm shocked. I. It's been a long time since I've been shocked in wrestling. And this legitimately shocked me. And it's not because anyone in here is bad in this situation. I just didn't think it was going to change hands. Yeah. We were expecting this to be a little bit longer of a run. And we, I think we just kind of thought it was a four. We, again, last night we said Alex Shelley did an incredible job cutting that promo, uh-huh. aired, that video package that aired where he said, you know, I did all this in impact. I've seen all the champions. I have, 
I have put up all the champions. I have worked with uh, a ton of champions to be. Now it's my time. And I thought that was great. I thought it was like, this is perfect. This is a good way to build Macklin. We're going to keep going. Um, but yeah, that was just a shocking moment. And this this is why, and I said this offline, and I say to you again, uh, now that we're live, this is why you watch these shows. Yeah. You don't just watch the impact pay-per-views on fight. You. This is why you watch these, these silly $5 shows that we make fun of sometimes. The money's worth it because nothing will be this happened. Yeah. Dobby the Brain Heenan sends us a super chat saying, what What was the last world title win that shocked you as much as this one? What a match. What a finish. Wow. Do you yeah. have one off the top of your head that uh, that shocks you, a world title win that, that got you shocked? Yes and no. I have, well, one in particular that to this day I'm still confused about the finish was when Roman Reigns had first started doing his uh, I'm the champion thing. He was versus Kevin Owens the first time and they botched that handcuff spot and Kevin Owens clearly could have beat up everybody involved and did it and then did and still lost. That was malarkey to me. And I was shocked, gooped. And I was just like, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. This is, this is up there because I, again, I think I had this preconceived notion that ugh, it just sucks because I, Again, I'm not sure if this is because Josh Alexander has such a long run. I assume the next champion would have a long run, considering they built up Macklin so hard. And it was it was a good. I, I got worked. I got worked. I got worked like a nine to five. I got worked. I'm, I'm still getting worked. I said, I can't believe it. We all got shocked. Uh, my my two, by the way, Kofi and Brock on the first SmackDown, which we found out in an interview on In the Weeds that that had been planned since April. And yeah. then that, yeah, it was like Kofi wins. And then they were like, yeah, we're just going to give it to Brock after the summer. <laughs> the first SmackDown, they knew that that title was not meant for Kofi. And that's so frustrating. Uh, and then the other thing was the Punk and Moxley a week before All Out, before Brawl Out happened. But when when Moxley and Punk had that like three-minute match that Moxley won and Mox was like pissed off afterwards and there was so much going on in AW, that was one of those moments where I was like, oh, shit, like, Unexpected title change. I just thought of another one. Now, this is not in the realm of uh, professional wrestling, but I used to be a huge Ronda Rousey stan. When she went up against Holly Holm the first time, ah, when I tell you my brain said, ain't no way, ain't no fucking way, I could not believe it. The first time Ronda went up against Holly Holm, I didn't think it was possible for anyone to knock Ronda off her game. And Holly Holm said, That, that, those are my top two that I could think of, including this one that makes three. So, yeah, that's the only other one I could think of. I will say this. I would not be surprised if Steve Macklin walks out of the tapings with that World Heavyweight Championship again. He might say something like, the, the steel turnbuckle was exposed and it was used illegally, so now we have to have another match. They might do that and then have Shelley lose the title back to Macklin and we still do Aldis versus Macklin. Don't know how that goes because Aldis versus Macklin feels like it would end with Aldis winning, but it's something that they could play. Just putting it out. Yeah, I see that. But then again, it's giving hot potato. It's giving yep. transitional champion. And I, again, like, listen, I think Steve Macklin, they did a wonderful job building him up. And maybe it is my bias, again, with, with Josh Alexander holding the belt for so long. But if you're going to trade hands on it, why 
just to give it to Aldis? Then why then why'd you drag poor Alex Shelley into this? <laughs> yeah, it's a strange situation. I don't know where it's going to end, and I don't know how it should end, but that's where we're at right now. Alex Shelley is the Impact World Champion. Chris Saban is the X Division Champion. Chris Saban could cash in option C if he wanted to and do a triple threat. There I low-key are... thought they were going to do that tonight. I'm not going to hold you. The way Saban was just standing there behind Shelly, I was like, are, are you could. about to... <laughs> they could, but either way, this was a heck of a show in the end. Lots came out of it. Very newsworthy show. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday to talk about the fallout, but until then, Crest Star, what the heck's going on? Let's talk. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I had a fantastic time with you tonight. Joel and myself are very tired, so I'm going to keep it real brief. Twitter, Cresta the Star, link tree in my bio. Follow me. Thursdays, Saturdays, I am here on Fightful. Saturday, starting the 17th, I will be covering the AEW Collision Post Show. Me, Rick, your wrestle friend, Iridian, we will be there with you, hopefully, following the CM Punk. Ah, uh, ah. Thursdays, you know, I'm here with Joel Pearl. Friday, sometimes we cover stuff. Sometimes we cover wrestling. Sometimes we cover my mental illness. You get a crapshoot. Wednesdays and Fridays, for the most part, you can find me on twitch.tv or tiktok.com. I don't know what's happening with my life. Again, Twitter, Crest of the Star, Joel Pearl. My brain is shutting off in 8K. Please take it away. I am at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. There's plenty going on on Fightful this weekend and plenty going on on Fightful Overbooked. So go ahead, follow us here on Fightful Overbooked if you haven't yet. If you're listening to us in the audio realm, go ahead, toss us that five-star review. goes a long way to getting your friends into the ears of everyone else. Uh, I'm back on Sunday on Fightful Overbooked with Kate. We do Joel and Kate at 8 p.m. Eastern. We talk about wrestling from a high angle, and we just kind of bullshit you through the week because that's fun. And then, of course, Jeremy and I are in the weeds every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. SP3 joined me for the last couple of uh, episodes. He might be back next week with me as well. And uh, until then, ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, we'll see you in the next one. Cheers. Good night. Bye. By the way, Steve Macklin, count your days, baby. I got you. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc